Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. And we're back with another episode. Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? I'm good. A little frustrated with the technical difficulties we're having, but we are going to get them solved and you're going to be able to count on us for two episodes a week. As Jim alluded to, we have had some uh, technical difficulties as of late. I'm thankful for the opportunity here to learn a lesson or two. Yes. And to learn a better way to actually do this so that we can make sure that we're have two episodes out per week. Yeah. And, and if you're out there and you're listening, this is one of the first times you're going to be, you've been listening since the beginning, you know, our IT, our sound quality, all this stuff is, is not always been perfect. And we're going to dial that in. We've had so many people that have been listening lately and things like that. So we're going to make a priority to make the quality better and uh, help more people. Speaking of helping more people, tis the season to help more people. It is the season to help more people. And I thought that today we could talk about prioritizing our recovery or our sobriety during these busy times, not necessarily just with the holidays, but just during some busy times and, and what that looks like and how that can be helpful. I think that's phenomenal. Right now, there is a lot of stress out there. There is a lot of unsurety and it happens to be the holiday season, but I don't think this has shifted in the last month. I think we are just in a place. And if you're in recovery and this is your first year of recovery or you're still young in your recovery, it's stressful for a while. Yeah, it has been stressful. And I've seen so many people relapsing over the last several months, people that had quite a bit of sobriety time or and recovery time. And a lot of times it's it's stress or it's it's the fact that what happens is, is their recovery suffers because other things come in the way. Other other things, quote unquote, seem more important, whether that's time with family, it's, it's work, it's things with this pandemic, dealing with all these different things. And so people's recovery and the effort that they're putting into their recovery has suffered, which then in turn has the effect of relapse or a slip or whatever you want to call it. You know, And I, and I think that's why it's extremely important that we talk today about making your recovery priority number one. Which is really, as we learned from our guest, Zach, that you are going to hear upcoming soon, it really is creating and having a strong maintenance program with your recovery. Because recovery is a process. It is something that is ongoing. And if you develop a plan and live that plan, whether it is a stressful time or not, you have a plan to fall back on. If you've been in recovery and it's been a while and you have a sense of security, that's usually when we kind of begin putting our recovery in the back seat because of all these other things that Kevin mentioned. We have a sobriety date, you know, and we've talked about that, how there's like a date that's your sobriety date, and that's great. Recovery really is a process, and it takes time to develop your recovery and to get stronger in your recovery. And you know, maybe these aren't the best words to use, but you know, as you establish the lifestyle of recovery, it's a process. And I think 
I know that relapse is, is a process as well. It's not a one-time thing that's just going to happen. Like when I talk to these people who have come back after relapsing and they've said, oh, none of them are like, yeah, I don't know where I got blindsided by this relapse. No, it was something that started. There was a process that started and it really was getting back into dysfunction. And that dysfunction happens little by little. It literally happens in the realm of thought the first time you let something simple slip, and then as you let more slips, that is where literally you relapse. Because people just don't relapse. There is a whole process you have to go through. What we want to do is we want to make sure that there is the maintenance program for your relapse. We don't, we don't operate from that platform. Yeah, and we're proactive. And, and it, it's the word that I, I really like is just prioritizing your recovery. And for me, I can remember early on in recovery. And even now, I have certain things that I do every single day. For me, it's prayer. Uh, there are readings that I do. I read a certain amount of, of literature every single day that, that helps me. And there's been a few times, it's, it's probably funny to some people, but I read two pages of a book every single day. And I always do it. And I've done it pretty religiously, whether it's on my phone or in a physical copy or something. It's just something that I do. And it's part of it. And the few times that I've missed it or I've forgotten about it, again, it takes about 30 seconds to do. It's not a long process. One time I forgot about it. The next day I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, oh no, is this relapse starting or is this something like that? And and so it's 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 important to not freak out about some of these little things. But like you said, little by little is is where recovery develops. It's also where it falls apart. And for me, it, it was if it if I didn't notice that, if I didn't see those signs and and the uh, the fact that I did it, if I didn't if I didn't have a process or a routine or a recovery plan, then there's a possibility that it would have snowballed and all of a sudden I wasn't reading those pages. I wasn't doing my prayers. I wasn't calling other people in recovery. I wasn't helping other people. And then before you know it, a drink or a drug doesn't sound so bad. Exactly. Funny thing is when you said little by little, I had to smile because that's what I was thinking. Your recovery is strengthened little by little. Your recovery erodes little by little too. I really enjoy the fact that we are talking about that today because then the question simply put is, are you strengthening your recovery or are you eroding your recovery? Because they both occur over time. They do. I, I like that. I can see in my life where there have been seasons uh, of my life where my recovery has been going really strong and I've been really working at it and doing, putting in the effort that I needed to put into it. And I was really building up. It's kind of like, I, I look at it this way. It's kind of like if you're into fitness, you know, for me, my weight's been a roller coaster my whole life up and down my fitness level. And I, I'm not going to all of a sudden be fit tomorrow. It's going to be a process that's going to take time. And on the flip side of that is if I have a setback where maybe I don't get a work, my workouts in for a week, it's not going to completely eliminate my progress. It's, it's going to take time to completely erode away the progress that I've made with that hard work. As soon as I quit doing it, and, and and focusing and, and putting effort and, and energy into those things, it's it's going to erode away to nothing. And that's how my recovery is too. And so it's always having people around you. We've talked about the recovery team and and whether that's through meetings or groups or support groups or whatever, church, anything that works for you, having people around you where you can have an honest conversation and there's some accountability there. I got a text message yesterday. It said, 
Hey, Kevin, you know, I've been out of town a lot, a whole lot this year, but especially the last like two, three months. And it's my uh, my home group in one of the programs I'm in. And he just said, hey, we've missed seeing you, you know, and uh, have you been hitting any meetings or have you been what how are you doing? And there's that accountability piece that's so important to me where uh, I couldn't BS him, you know, and, and I text him back and then we had a conversation and it's important to have those people in your life so that they can check you and say, hey, you kind of noticed a little bit of this so you can get ahead of it before you relapse on the substance or before you have a drink. Because the relapse and the erosion, as you, you call that, Jim, starts way before you put the substance in your body. Way before. You know, Caleb, who is our guest just a week back? Yeah. He, he has a text his team Right now, as of today, as of the day we're recording, he's 143 days clean of alcohol and he's 31 days clean of marijuana. And he, I want to say three to five times a week, he actually texts out to his support group. And now he is building the space that when things get a little stressed, he'll put that on there. And then the people on his support team are actually reaching out and from a team perspective, they are making sure he succeeds. I cannot talk enough about the power of team because here's one of the things, I kind of use life as an example. Oftentimes, humans will let themselves down no problem. But like Kevin, you know, I'm bugging you. When are we going to get the next recording going? When are we going to get the next recording, right? It's because we have this agreement that we want to get two episodes out. It's growing. There are people actually contacting me, right? Somebody contacted me today and said, hey, could I have Kevin's number? He's a friend of mine. Gave him the number. You've had a conversation. It is the team. And this is how we grow recovery. Because if you're listening to this, you're on our recovery team. And if you're listening to this, know this. You may not know us, but we support your recovery. Sometimes when you're all alone and you're in your negative thinking and you may come up with this crazy thought that nobody cares, I want you to think about Kevin and Jim because there's at least two people that care. And when you're in that space, find a it doesn't even have to be ours, find a podcast that lifts you up, that empowers you, and that gets you back to action in your recovery maintenance program. Action begets action. I've heard this saying, and I've said it before, and it's this is nothing new. The opposite of addiction is connection. For me, what I found through this podcast, through all these relationships that I've made is I'm not isolated anymore. I have a lot of people that I'm able to connect with through recovery. And that's why I love 12 step groups. And I love, I mean, I love church. I love all these people because it's an opportunity to connect with people. The people even that have listened to this podcast that again, we're all way different, but I've had people reach out to me recently and just, it's opened the doors to have this conversation, which then builds a connection. And that's why a team around you or a group around you or people around you are so important. And if you feel alone in recovery it's probably because you're not putting a ton of effort into it because there's so many opportunity to meet people and connect with people in the recovery space that you really don't have an excuse. Enemy number one of recovery is boredom. Now, Kevin, if you think about all those meetings, 
I don't know that you ever have that much time to really get bored. No, I don't. And the the funny thing, Jim, is it's funny how our podcast end up. We end up just talking about other things. But the whole point was is how to prioritize our recovery during a busy season. And and, um, and we were talking about is, team and the maintenance program. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bottom line is boredom is not good. And I've had a lot of people recently, someone really close to me, and it's it's sad and. Uh, they've relapsed and it's been, and we hope to God that they find their way back to recovery and to sobriety, but we, we don't know what's going to happen. And boredom is where it started. And the boredom was because they wouldn't get out of their own head and they just wanted to sit there and isolate and not be around people. And they, they all of a sudden were, they neglected their recovery program. And once yep. they did that, it led to relapse. And so for, for people out there, myself, I can just use myself as an example. And that's, I'm in a very busy season in my life. You know, I have a young daughter. Uh, I'm involved. Uh, my company is growing rapidly. Uh, we've hired some new people that will actually are directly reporting into me, which is a new thing that I haven't done in a while. Typically, I have layers of management between me. My partner and I are both grinding. It's a stressful, busy time. And it's easy for me to neglect things that seem to be, quote unquote, not as important, where maybe you don't see a return on the investment right away or something. The bottom line is if my recovery doesn't come first, or if I start to isolate, if I start to, to not do the things that I need in my recovery and prioritizing it, it's going to get ugly anyway. That's why things like a meeting or things like a reading or things like a phone call, like today when uh, the guy called me that, that knows you, Jim, and uh, I answered, which is a miracle, by the way. Anybody that knows me, I don't answer my phone a ton. I prefer text message. I answered and I talked to him for a while and I had 15 other phone calls to make. We had to do the podcast. I had to get home. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I prioritized that conversation because that 15 minute conversation built up my recovery. I made a connection with this guy and it's been incredible. And by doing that, that is a perfect example of how you prioritize your recovery, be in communication with somebody. Because if you're in communication with somebody, you are actually in dialogue. You are not in monologue. Oftentimes when we get in monologue, it is the darker aspects of our thinking, especially when you're alone, that will tend to take you and spin you out and spin you down. Yet if you're talking to somebody, seldom can you get spun out or spun down, especially if it is Ever notice the irony of talking to somebody else in recovery and literally they talk about their successes, they talk about what's going right, they talk about how things have changed in a positive way? That is one of the ways that you can prioritize your recovery. It's one of the ways that your recovery becomes stronger little by little. Serving others and helping others is one of the keys to my recovery and to anyone's recovery. And it may not seem like it, but that phone call today was a way to help him, but also to help me. And so whenever we are making a connection with people, talking to people, whatever, having a conversation, whether it's it's helping an old lady with uh, or an old man with their bags at the grocery store, it's really hard to spin your brain out when you're helping other people. It's actually funny that you mentioned that. These last few days, I normally spend one day in the valley and then the rest of the time up here. Anytime I go shopping, I park as far out as I can. And then if somebody is unloading their cart, I ask to take their cart back in. And I get one of two responses. Lately, I've been getting a lot of people that literally think I'm looking for something. 
And then the moment I realized, I'm like, no, I'm like, I just want to assist you. They get a big smile. And the other cases, somebody just really smiles and they're like, wow. They're like, thank you. I really appreciate that. And just a simple walk from my car into a store, I can bring joy to somebody else's life. I love that. That's one of the promises and beautiful things about recovery. Because if I was using, I was so selfish and self-centered. And all I cared about was what could benefit me and how I could, what do I get out of it? And now being able to, whether it's that simple stuff like that, or just saying hi or smiling or waving at someone, or if you see someone you could tell is, is down and just being like, Hey, you all right? How, what, you know, is there anything I can do to help you? Little stuff like that to me is, is just, it's like one of the core tenets of my recovery, because the more that I'm helping other people, the less I'm in my own head and the less that I'm being selfish and being selfish and being self-centered was one of my biggest downfalls and one of the things that almost killed me and it drew me to the addiction and, and to the alcohol and the drugs and everything else. Now, serve others, listen to other people too. You know, uh, Jim and I both are, are talkers. Uh, obviously, we, we do a podcast together, but there's just something to be said when you just listen to people and you, you, you just hear them out and you hear what they're going through. And again, it's really hard to complain about your life if you're really connecting with someone and, and you're, you're helping someone or, or maybe they're helping you. You know, there's been different times where we think we're asking for help. People have called me and been like, hey, I need to talk through this. By the end of the conversation, they f- may feel better, but I feel great. And they thought they were inconveniencing me, but they weren't prioritizing your recovery is simply another way of prioritizing the joy that you have and the joy that you create in life. It is our birthright to live an amazing life. If you are getting in your head, you're not prioritizing your recovery. You're not prioritizing your life. I would say, make a difference today. So to close out, I want to leave everyone here with with a challenge, something that I think that whether you're in recovery or you're not in recovery, and that is simply let's prioritize helping others, prioritize our recovery, whatever we want to call it. By doing that today, as I would ask everybody to do two things today, and if you're listening to this in the middle of the night, maybe it's tomorrow morning or something like that, and that's call someone you know. If you're in recovery, call someone else in recovery. Maybe if you're dealing with a loved one who's, who's dealt with addiction or is dealing with addiction, call someone else who's in a, a like situation as yours that you can talk to and you can connect with. And then secondly, no matter what your situation is, is help someone. Be of service to someone. Maybe it's when you go to the grocery store, bring them their carts. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's you know helping someone financially. Whatever it is, let's do those two things. And that's how we're going to make a difference. And I think that over the next few weeks or few months, as we do these things, and if you do them every single day, watch how much your life changes and watch how much your recovery gets stronger. And with that, we will close out. We thank everyone again for listening. Please like us, share us, find our our group on Facebook. We do have some more exciting things and ways to to reach out to us that are coming in the near future. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much, everyone. And create an incredible day. There we go. Yep. We'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Thanks, everybody.